Ahoy there, matey. Welcome aboard the world of boating. Please stand clear of the doors. Por favor, manténganse alejado de las puertas. The radio show devoted exclusively to the boating lifestyle. You're going to need a bigger boat. Brought to you by worldofboating.com, your internet portal for the boating enthusiast. I was just looking in to buy a boat of my own. Call World of Boating toll-free now at 1-888-28-BOAT. That's 1-888-828-BOAT. And welcome, this is the World of Boating, Greg, your first mate, Captain Patrick, Barry the Boater, Mike the Mariner, rounding out the crew as we navigate the latest boating news and information, and the Chinese watch us from above in their balloon. Well, and, they like uh, the show. Uh, is well, that what it is? Over here just, yeah. yeah, that's the, they're, they're monitoring us. Of course, that else. makes total sense. Uh, yeah. Absolutely. Well, uh, yeah. You know, it, it'll be interesting. It's good. Yeah. Well, yeah. I don't know. They'll they'll be. Uh, I'm sure they'll be. You know, definitely disappointed. <laughs> but uh, once they actually tune us in, but uh, but yeah, I don't know. The balloon's supposedly going over water at some point, and uh, if you're a boater out on the water, you know, look to the skies. Maybe you'll see a big, you know, white orb floating above you. And if so, you can. You know, say they're number one or whatever you want to do. I wouldn't. I wouldn't advise uh, shooting your flares at them. <laughs> but, no, it won't go high mm-hmm. enough. You can moon them. Okay, you can. You, you know, a moon to a moon because it kind of looks like a moon up there in the sky. I guess that's uh, a typical American greeting. I guess, but I don't but know. I mean, it's kind of nuts. Why do you think it? it would go from west to east? Can, can, do you know why? Uh I trade winds. There okay. you go. Thank you, Mike. Yeah. All right. Those prevailing winds. The prevailing okay. winds. West, so, west to east. So what are you saying? Sailors can relate to this more than uh, anything there, Barry? Is that what you're alluding to? or, uh, or they, they could. As a matter of fact, my daughter had asked what the doldrums were, and I uh, gave her a little bit of uh, knowledge about that. And well, of course, I know what well. they are, but uh, go ahead and inform the rest what, the of the doldrums audience. doldrums are... Uh, it's an Irish rock band. Whoa, wait. No. Seriously? <laughs> no. That's what he sounds like when he talks, doesn't he? Yeah. Well, he yeah, turn your game down left. just a tad there, Patrick. You're like blasting us out, but that's okay. No, the doldrums but, are down near the equator. It's where you'll get a lot of areas where the winds just kind of die down. Ah. Sailors would get caught in the doldrums, but mm-hmm. if the current was flowing, they'd eventually get pulled out of it. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, so up there sailors, in the skies, it's a problem. Yeah. yeah, it's no different than, uh, you know, sailing the seven seas up there in the skies. And that's what that balloon is riding on the latest uh, well, current yeah, it, it, up yeah, there, right? Yeah, absolutely. Well, okay. Barry, you know why they you know why they call it the doldrums, right? I mean, why they why they actually chose that term? I think it had something to do with they sat around and did nothing. No, huh. because because the S word was already taken. Oh, okay. <laughs> why not? <laughs> what? 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 Yeah. Otherwise, the, they would have been in right. the S. Yeah. Yeah, just yes. just leave it lie there, Barry. We'll <laughs> no, fill you in after the show. This is a family show. Exactly. Family show. Oh, okay, okay. Right. Anyhow. Well, uh, despite being under surveillance, we're going to continue on and navigate the latest boating news and information. Uh, Mike the Mariner's been out on his boat. We'll get an update from him in just a bit. Also, we got the uh, Miami International Boat Show, or I should say the Discover Boating Miami International Boat Show, uh, happening, uh, what, just uh, just about a week, a little over a week. Uh, and uh well, and, and Patrick is all we're already uh, uh he's excited. I mean, depressed. I don't know. Yeah, I know. <laughs> Listen, Mike and we talked a little bit about this last week. Yeah. In addition to my my main responsibilities at at my employer where mm-hmm. 
I manage the yacht portfolio. Okay, that's right. that's first and foremost. I also oversee the service department, okay. and the service department also is tasked with uh, boat show setup and breakdown, photo mm-hmm. shoots, magazine tests, uh, getting new boats uh, ready if we're doing a in Florida water delivery, uh, things of that nature. So this very small, very elite team uh, of people that I have uh, the honor of working with uh, for the last two weeks have been just full hands-on Miami Boat Show. I've got two 53-foot semi-trailers that we are working with, and that's just to get all... That's not even talking about the boats that are going. I'm just talking about the staging, the stairs, the carpet, you know, all of that stuff that's that's got to get packed, unpacked, repacked um, before we can even get it down there. So my crew is leaving early, early, early a.m. Monday morning uh, heading down to Miami to begin the move-in process. Yeah. So you're excited. I hear the anticipation in your voice. Or is that uh, mild annoyance? I don't know. It's, it's, it's not Aspirate. annoying, Craig. It, it, it's just I'm, I'm juggling an awful, awful lot. Because uh, hmm. this, this upcoming week also kicks off our on-site factory service school, for which I am heavily involved with as well. Again, as I manage the yacht portfolio for the factory, a big part of that service school, of course, are the yachts and the systems on board and things like that. And as fast as the technology has been changing, trying to keep up with that and make sure that what we present at service school is still relevant, you know, <laughs> um, and within a matter of days. But throw this manual out. We got to get the, the <laughs> right. version five. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm, I'm telling you, it, it is unreal uh, mm-hmm. how quickly, not not just the technology stuff, but even like the updates that are coming through, like on the, for the Garmin's, for the glass cockpits from Volvo Penta, you know, and making sure that customers, and then they want you to pay the warranty costs. Like they're, they're claiming warranty. Well, I had to update, the dealer had to update my Garmin and they're, they charged me an hour. It's like, Oh, that's just stupid. Hmm. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Can can you update your phone on your own? Yeah. Well, it's it's about as as complicated as that. Got but it. yeah, there's a, there's an awful awful lot going on, and the kickoff for the Discover Boating Miami International Boat Show uh, that runs February fifteenth through the nineteenth. Oh, okay. Mm, so yeah. we got some time. I thought it. Was- oh, you have. <laughs> I have no time. I am well, out of time. My team is out of time. It is all hands-on. At this point, we get down there. We start unpacking. We start setting up. If they forgot something, uh, because I've got a special place reserved for anybody who forgot something. Oh. Um, (laughs) You know, pretty much at that point, despite all your best prep and effort, you got to do some stuff on the fly, because despite our best efforts to make sure that we've got everything covered, things come up that, hey, Nobody told us that there was a support pillar you know, <laughs> in the middle in, of your display in the area. Of right. the booth. Yeah. It wasn't on the drawing. That actually happened one year. Go to Home this Depot, is, get a bunch of bricks, and stack them. Uh, yeah. Okay. That's a big effort. How many people are typically involved in that to set up your display? Yeah, just your manufacturer. How many people you got, Captain Patrick? Hey, you got. You guys are going to lose your minds. All I'm right. going to say 10. 10. Max. 
Is that right? Five. I'm going to say five. I was going to say six. Okay. And, and like, in a couple people. years, it'll be one and a couple robots. Uh, but regardless, uh, yeah, yeah, you know they 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 have to multitask. You got to roll with it. Everybody's, uh, mm-hmm. you know, it's all hands on deck, but you don't have a huge staff to work with, right, Patrick? And everybody it's, has to do what they got to do, I guess, huh? It's it's not so much that you, you need a huge staff. When you start the move-in process, there's only so much you can do at any one time. So you could, if you went down with 10 or 15 people, you know, seven of them are going to be standing around. Standing around, yeah. Waiting for something to do because you can only get mm-hmm. so many people into that area as the boats are being set. And as you start to bring in the staging, right, and set all of that up, bury the boat. What you say you? Wind? So, so you have a procedure that I'm sure it's written down somewhere of what boats, where they're going to go, and you get those in place, and then you bring your staging, and that's the next part of it, and then the carpet or whatever, you know, because yeah, Greg we, is going to check the carpet, of course. We we have a we have a floor plan, so you know, believe it or not, carpets down first. Really? And, yeah. What keeps Remember? that clean? Vacuums. People, people. Oh, actually, when that. when you when you wind up going through the boat show, you'll see once the carpets go down, a lot of them will be covered up with uh, that blue clingy, oh, plastic, the plastic, uh, yeah, mm-hmm. the screen type stuff mm-hmm. to keep that carpet a, as clean as possible. And there are some uh, manufacturers that insist, for whatever reason, and I won't name names, maybe my employer, maybe not, <laughs> on using white carpet. Oh, well. And I don't mean just white carpet. I mean like <laughs> Arctic white carpet. Yeah, it matches the balloons up in the sky. Maybe that's why they're here. They're kind of watching us see how we set up for the Super Bowl of boat shows in Miami here in a week or so. All right. I doubt it. But we do have more coming up on the World of Boating. Stay close. You're listening to the World of Boating Radio Network. Posting a radio show about scuba diving and boating is one of the best gigs on the planet. It's actually part of my job to check out and report on cool new products I personally use to enhance my diving and boating adventures. However, I do believe in sharing the joy, and this is why we've added Nanook protective hard cases to our list of products you can now purchase on the merchandise page at scubaradio.com. Nanook cases are designed to protect the most sensitive equipment in the harshest environments. Underwater photographers listen up from their high-impact NK resin to their exclusive power claw latches, Nanook has raised the bar for those of you that demand the best protection for your gear. Plus, Nanook protective cases cost less than similar products currently on the market. The company has been around for over 15 years, but it's new to the U.S., so we've made a small number of Nanook cases available exclusively for you at a special introductory price on the merchandise page at scubaradio.com. Go there now and check out Nanook, the evolution of protection. explore in the other two-thirds of your world. Be the buddy who takes the kids in the aquarium instead of just to it. Be adventurous. Be amazed. Be a diver. Even Keatley wasn't ready for me or anything that followed. Chased by a police department, led by his ex-girlfriend, and hunted by brain-fork-wielding Fijian assassins, it's everything he can do to keep from getting locked up, killed, or worse. Kava Screw is available as an ebook for $2.99 at Amazon.com. 
Java screw. Put a brain fork in him. He's done. successfully navigated the sea of commerce and now are clear to cruise with the world of boating i do like the one the radio show devoted exclusively to the boating lifestyle the sun the sea air good friends brought to you by worldofboating.com your internet portal for the boating enthusiast welcome aboard i will be your captain you'll be my scallywags i don't know what that means but you will be them and here's how we play thank you for your attention and welcome aboard let's go this is the World of Boating. Gregor First Mate, Captain Patrick Barry, the boater, Mike the Mariner, rounding out the crew. All right, I think we have uh, solved a riddle of this balloon floating above the uh, U.S. They're spying on us as we set up for the Discover Boating Miami International Boat Show because it is such a spectacle. It's such an event. Uh, it's literally like setting up a portable city, and they probably just want to know how the heck do they do it. Every year, take, you know, turn something from nothing into such a, a big thing. And that's why they're that's watching us. Theory. Yeah. It, but it's, a, it's, it's all our indoors, working theory. So how, how do they do that? It's not all indoors. You're a liar. No. <laughs> the part that's outdoors, you want to spend the whole day there because it's going to take a quarter of the day just to get there. Yeah, well, that's that, and that's probably what they want to see. How how they how they uh, how do these folks do this? How do these boaters do this? That's probably while they're why while they're here, and that's why I don't work in government, by the way. But it's just okay. our working theory here at the World of Boating. You can take it for what it's worth. All right, other boating news and information we're going to get to in just a bit, but I do want to check in with Mike the Mariner and find out where he's been. I assume it has been boating. Is that right, Mike? Um, maybe just a little bit. Just yeah, a little. The past couple yeah. of weeks. Yeah, we uh, we took Silhouette out last weekend, had a great time, took some friends with us, and uh, just did a, a normal cruise to exercise the engines. Hadn't had much of a chance to do that in the last couple of months. Yeah. But uh, did that, and we also took Stinger. That's the little yellow uh, Craig cat that we have. And uh, Oh, so that's it. You've actually stinger. named your dinghy Stinger. I, yes. I, I think that's news. I don't remember you saying that before. Did you do that before, and I just blocked it out, or no? Well, we haven't we haven't put a a, a name on the boat yet, but yeah. we call it Stinger. And, and I don't know if you can do a a ceremony, you know, the homage to Poseidon for a for a dinghy. But uh, I think you should. Matter, yeah, maybe we should. Any reason Why to buy involved? a bottle of booze? I mean, hey, there's <laughs> right. one. Why, would, why wouldn't you name it with your boat name Silhouette? Why wouldn't you name your your dinghy Shadow? Uh, hey, Greg, know, why would you really name think. what would you name your dinghy? Besides, well, I'll leave that to my wife. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, leave it. Hanging Oh, just stop it. Okay, but why stinger? What what uh you just like the because way that sounded it, or what? It's yellow. So okay. you know, oh, okay, we, gotcha. We, we, we yeah. bought this one. We were actually going to order a different color scheme mm-hmm. and um we were going to have to wait six months. He was going to get a brown boat. (laughs) Well, the factory demonstrator was available. It happened to be yellow. So we decided to buy it. Mm -hmm. And then we were going to trade it in when the one we wanted to order came in. But the fact is, now that we have it, we kind of like the yellow one. So, mm-hmm. And it just looks like a a bumblebee. So we called it Stinger. You could have called it Bumblebee. You could have called it Urine. 
What else? (laughs) Now we know who not to ever go to when it comes to naming boats. Dear God, Barry. Wow. Could have called it Colonel Mustard. Okay. Colonel Mustard. Mustard. That would be cool. Just stick with uh, your your gut, your your first impression there. I think you got it. Don't ask us. So Silhouette and Stinger. Okay, well, she has taste, unlike the rest of our crew. You sure she was talking about the boat then? I'll quit it. Just stop. (laughs) Yes, sir. (laughs) All right. But you guys had some good uh, outings on both vessels, I guess, over the last couple of weeks. Yes, we've had a a great couple of weeks and uh, just really enjoying getting back into boating after all the hurricane mess. And, you know, the flooding, you know, kept us in, in the harbor for three months. Yeah. So it's just good to be back out again. That that all has subsided though now, right? Officially. Yes. Okay. Yes. Yeah. So I was, was out there to, in your normal. neck of the woods last night, actually. Uh, I didn't get no. out to the water, but uh, you know, the area was popping and I was out mm-hmm. there with some friends celebrating a birthday. So it looked well, like come on back. We're we're gonna be here tonight. Well, so yeah, I, I gotta recover from last night first. So uh. let me do that and then we'll we'll look at that possibility. He does take a nap in the afternoon. Oh, quiet. Now. Quiet. Well, you do. I have I have photos of it. Yeah. Oh, Barry's still recovering from COVID from last week, but he he's no, I'm, I'm he's doing main, a lot better. You know, he's maintained some of his sexy voice still. Yes, I have. Oh, look at that! Wow. Blue Rawls. Wow. Yeah, have to, have we'll have to, we'll have to shoot show. another commercial now. I miss Barry the boater's probably digging the the new sound of Barry, but uh, once again, we'll leave that off the air. <laughs> <laughs> That'll make everyone even more uncomfortable. Let's talk about the uh, latest boating news and information that we have to share with our passengers today. Patrick, what do we have to uh, well, chat about today? Uh, hot off the uh, press wires, if you will. Uh, are you familiar with the Columbia River in uh, the state of Washington, Greg? I have heard of this. Uh, okay. Yes. Mm-hmm. It's, a, it's a river certainly known for its calm waters. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> It's it's easy entry uh, <laughs> uh, coming in. Yeah. C- uh, oh no, no! Okay? It, it, is, it is never <laughs> a bad day coming in or out of uh, you know the uh, Columbia River. Okay, crossing uh, wait, the bar. Washington. C- 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 wait, Patrick. Before you get to the story, correct me if I'm wrong. Isn't this you're the wrong? The, oh, you, you got where, more. Thank you. <laughs> where the Coast Guard takes their students out there and practices yes. sort of submerging their boats and bringing them back yes. out or something Funny like that. you should exactly. mention that. Okay. okay. <laughs> Funny you should mention that. Yeah, when they get rolled. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's it. That's it. You know, um, now, before we move on further into this story, Greg, are you familiar with a 1980s movie called The Goonies? I have heard of this one, too. Yes. Okay. Now, you're probably wondering, what is Captain Patrick talking about? The Goonies. Wouldn't be the first time. Yeah. The Columbia <laughs> River. <laughs> okay. So, mm-hmm. there's this gentleman that decides that he's going to go visit the house, the Goonies' house, uh, in Oregon. And right. he's going to videotape himself placing a dead fish on the porch and then dancing around. Okay. Is this that same in the movie? Gentleman, is that this, a movie this, thing, I guess? Or I have no idea. All I know All right. is the guy's from British Columbia, so he's Canadian. Ah, that ain't. This, that, that's, this uh, plan sounds questionable already. So. Mm. All right. So, 30, 35 year old Jericho Labonte. Okay. Uh, so, authorities started searching for him uh, this past Wednesday after uh, he left this dead fish on the porch of the, the Goonies house in Astoria, Oregon. Then, fast forward, and the Coast Guard gets an emergency call. 
here's the boat that he stole, um, and he is uh, he's in bad shape uh, just outside Columbia River. And the boat is getting tossed. He's out. He's got no power. The two rescue boats come in that Barry had mentioned uh, just a short while ago, and it was so bad they couldn't get close enough to get him off. Mm-hmm. Now, if you go to World of Boating on Facebook or worldofboating.com, you'll see the video attached to this story. And there's a point where the helicopter comes in and the rescue diver goes into water. Now, on the video, you see the rescue diver. He is off the, uh, uh, just off the swim platform, still in the water. And this guy, Jericho, is on the swim platform of the boat. And you see the wave coming. <laughs> you see the wave coming up on the port, port beam. And it hits and rolls the boat. And when I say rolls, I mean it takes it over and under and lets it pop back up uh, bridge first. And he gets tossed into the water, and they do make the rescue and bring him on board. But, man, what a video. Okay, great video, but we still don't know why he left a dead fish on the porch. I guess we'll find out next on The World of Boating. Stay close. You're listening to The World of Boating Radio Network. Traffic sucks, unless you're scuba diving with Mike Scott. Mike glanced down at his dive computer. It showed less than 50 PSI left in his tank. Probably just a few more breaths. Or riding shotgun in a thrilling car chase. One bullet hit the Jeep's windshield, spiderwebbing the passenger side. Mike shifted into second gear and felt the Jeep leap forward. This just got serious. Escape your commute with audiobooks from author Eric Douglas. Download to your phone. Go to booksbyeric.com or audible.com. Do you have a message or product you need to share with the boating world? Well, look no further than the World of Boating Radio Show. Just like you, thousands of boating enthusiasts are hearing this message. And we could be talking about you and your product or service as early as next Saturday. Remember, a terrible thing happens when you don't advertise. Nothing. Go to worldofboating.com, send us an email, and let's get to work to make your marketing message matter. successfully navigated the sea of commerce and now are clear to cruise with the world of boating i do like the one the radio show devoted exclusively to the boating lifestyle the sun the sea air good friends brought to you by worldofboating.com your internet portal for the boating enthusiast you own a boat yeah and most people that live in new york city don't own boats that's true yeah but you have a boat and you go out boating yeah i take <laughs> i take it out and go out on the river yeah and there's big ferries and stuff and i go next to them and they honk at me and the guy flips me off and they yeah come on with Luke John B. grandfather and me around nassau town we did well drinking all day this is the World of Boating. Greg, your first mate, Captain Patrick, Barry the Boater, Mike the Mariner, rounding out the crew. All right, so this guy goes to the Goonies' house, leaves a dead fish, then goes out on his boat, gets stranded on the Columbia River and uh, bad weather, and the Coast Guard, I don't know, maybe it's uh, karma, comes back, and as soon as they're getting ready to airlift him off the boat, a wave comes, 
and rocks the boat and or did this happen before he left the fish and that's why he did such a dumb thing now, th- because this, he got this, a, no, a hit on the head or something patrick what th- happened th- this was after okay and it was it was not a particularly stormy or rough day on the columbia river it was pretty much average um is, is my understanding yeah <laughs> but rough enough Thirty foot yeah. waves, average. And, you know, and yeah. he again the he's and here's where it gets even weirder. Uh, this boat that he was on, he stole it. Oh, okay? of course. <laughs> however, however, it hadn't yet been reported stolen. So he, for whatever reason, he runs out of fuel, or he something happens. The boat is literally dead in the water, but uh. at the probably one of the worst possible places. And the uh, heroic, I would say, I mean, the entire, every every member of the Coast Guard that responded to that, whether in the rescue boats or the helicopter, heroic without a doubt. But mm-hmm. the rescue diver uh, that went into the water to get him, the petty officer, first class, Branch Walton of Greenville, South Carolina, this was his first rescue. <laughs> wow. Okay. Now, when, yeah. you watch, when you watch the video, you see him, again, just off the port uh, edge of the uh, swim platform, he's in the water, and you could see where he's he's swimming towards it, and then he sees a wave, you know, coming. And I, right? I think I think he's making some hand gestures to the guy. Uh, the, uh, he's already on the swim platform, <laughs> middle finger maybe. Yeah. And uh, no, more like <laughs> duck. And I'm telling you that that boat gets it. It didn't just it gets it got tossed. I mean, it wasn't yeah. a general roll at all. I mean, it got lifted, turned, you know end over end, and then, you know, back up in the water. Now, that's what you get for not liking the Goonies, you idiot. Is that what he here, said or shouted? No, here's okay. where it gets uh, even stranger. So, <laughs> Labonte was transported to a hospital, but the facility, the hospital, they had already released him when they saw the videos and the photos from the Coast Guard. The police hadn't even found this guy yet, so this guy, nobody knows where he is. Hmm. This is he the hit. dead fish porch guy from the Goonies house. Why didn't you hold him? Uh, hold him in his uh, in his room longer. So at, at no point did anybody connect any of the dots until afterwards. As like he's he's doing a uh, Kevin Spacey from the Usual Suspects, Kaiser Soze, walking out of the police station, you know, with a limp, and all of a sudden he starts walking normal, and then he's running for the hills or back to British Columbia, where he's also wanted. By the way. Uh, and uh it's just a really odd story at, at, at all these things that were connected to it uh interesting certainly but the video is the video really, is amazing yeah yeah it's really chilling actually seeing the power mm-hmm. uh again if you're not familiar with the columbia river just the power yeah. in that area especially with these waves and again where coast guard will go out and train and these guys went out and um, even when they don't have to, they do it anyway. Well, uh, certainly, uh, hats off to that that whole rescue team, and again, the uh, uh, the rescue swimmer. Well, and the uh, crazy uh, crazy Canadian for giving us such great <laughs> material to work with today. <laughs> yeah, he was he was arrested <laughs> later that evening at oh, a yeah? Pastora Warming Center for what? You know, oh, they, what, what for <laughs> putting a dead <laughs> fish on a porch no, or no, no, no. well for stealing a, a boat? He, he was or, wanted for a lot of things, but he was yeah. at a warming center where you know people if they don't have a how a warm house to go to, that's where they ended up. 
Well, okay, so just think center. about okay. a warning yeah. center. Think, this guy made a series of horrendous decisions, but and, yeah, who and likes yes, the Goonies? It, it, yeah, yeah, but, and it, it, okay. So, but, so but here's the thing, right? It, it is, it is a you know a little bit of an entertaining story, but think about the lives he put in danger. Oh yeah, in this whole yeah. not only his his life because he's an idiot and he went over the bar at the Columbia River in a in a boat that was clearly well. How about it. all the people that want to go to the Goonies house and now go yeah. there and go? Why is there this rank <laughs> dead fish smell. smell all over? Dear God! <laughs> Here are yeah. the charges: He was wanted on theft one, mm-hmm. endangering another person, unauthorized use of a vehicle, criminal mischief <laughs> two. Additionally, he was wanted as a fugitive fugitive out of British Columbia for criminal harassment, mischief, and failure to comply with officers. Hmm. Okay. <laughs> he, he's he's going to get extradited back to British Columbia. He'll be found guilty and he'll be sentenced to eat a stack of pancakes uh, without maple syrup. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh. yeah. No, no, that's terrible if you don't have pancakes. Wow. You need maple syrup. But we still have no idea what was his beef with uh, with the Goonies uh, house. I don't think it was a beef. I think it was going to be a, a fish. YouTube star. Oh, okay. what, what part of the story didn't you hear? Right. Well, yeah, beef, but why? Fish. A haddock, yeah. maybe? I don't know. White fish from up north? I don't know. It's... Well, this is crazy. These crazy Canadians. God bless them. You know, whatever. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Well, well, don't don't do what that guy does. I guess is the moral of the story. And if you do, just <laughs> make sure it gets all the coverage like this did, so we have uh, material to work. Or better with yet, sure. check the ocean before you go out. Okay. Yeah. Pick a different river to steal a boat on. <laughs> well, you saw the other one I had was you know always know how to swim before you steal a boat. Okay, that's one of your. Oh, Top rules of the road. Yeah, we had that with the uh, Wave Runner that was uh, broken down out in the middle of a river in Florida, and and the guy didn't know how to swim. If you recall, the officers told him to swim over. He said, I can't. Mm. And he said, what kind of person steals a Wave Runner and can't swim? One that wants (laughs) to stay on top of it, I guess. I don't know. (laughs) Uh, But, yeah. All right. Well, that's one. Do we got any other stories that we want to share that might have a little bit more moral uh, lesson that we can learn? Uh, as a boater, you really? think? Really? We're supposed to be doing stories with moral lessons. <laughs> well, <laughs> this is a boating show. What are you talking about? Yeah. <laughs> All right. So, Greg, th- th- this one I figured you probably saw because I know you uh, peruse the uh, scuba diving related stories and things like that. So, did you see the uh, the story about the eight year old boy and the Great Barrier Reef? Uh, which one? There's been a bunch. But yeah, eight year old boy, Great Barrier Reef. That narrows it down at, to what? Yeah. But what happened spear, to him? He was out spearfishing. Uh-huh. Okay. So he's coming up uh, on board the boat, coming up out of the water. Yep. And he lays the fish up on the uh, the deck, and a shark comes up between him and the boat. Yep. Uh, the good thing he was still in the water. Right. Because my, my pants would have been wet. Because the, well, they're going to be it, wet. It, You're in the water. It, it, it might it turn not, a little brown color. I bet that got. I bet that got his attention, though. Yeah, I, you know I'll that's it's you. pretty common uh, for spear fishermen. You know, you spear fish. That's when the sharks are going to come if they're in the area. Hey, they just shot down the balloon. Oh, Who's there flat? you go. Oh, yeah. All okay. Right. See. <laughs> Wait, Greg, look up. It may be landing in your Uh-oh. backyard. Uh-oh. <laughs> hey, what? the world of boating studio just turned into a tent. How cool is this? <laughs> yeah, okay. Well, all right. We'll monitor that, uh, find out what's going on there, too. Uh, but 
but when it comes to what uh, your your question is, have I am I aware of this type of behavior? Or what well, are you no, saying, Patrick? I, 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 I didn't know if you had seen this particular story because when the shark comes up, again, he's he's hanging on to the ladder railing with his right arm extended all the way up, mm-hmm. and he lifts the fish up with his left arm and tosses it up on the deck, and then the shark comes right up and gets him like under the armpit. Yeah, well, they do that. I mean, there's a lot of videos of sharks uh, harassing the spear fishermen, or actually, it's the other way around. We'll talk more about it next. Stay close. You're listening to the World of Boating Radio Network. You have successfully navigated the Sea of Commerce now are clear to cruise with the world of boating. I do like the one. The radio show devoted exclusively to the boating lifestyle. The sun, the sea air, good friends. Brought to you by worldofboating.com, your internet portal for the boating enthusiast. I'm really excited to uh, check out these beautiful waters with you in a really cool way. All right. See that boat over there? Yeah. I think we're going to sail on it today. Oh my God, <laughs> yes. This is the world of boating. Greg, your first go. mate, Captain Patrick Barry, the boater, Mike the Mariner, rounding out the crew. I don't know. I was thinking the Chinese were floating that balloon over the U.S. to monitor the setup of the Miami International Boat Show. Maybe it was. Maybe they were, uh, you know, intrigued on the latest uh, season of The Bachelor, and they wanted well. to see what was going on there. That could be it too. But hey, no, it doesn't matter anymore. They evidently took it down. Is that right, Mike? They just well, shot yeah, it they down. Did. They, they, yeah, they shot the uh, they shot the balloon down off the coast of South Carolina, and I think okay. it's a little premature because this show is not over yet. Yeah, you know, they well, haven't heard the whole show yet. So, well, they heard, they probably heard enough. <laughs> it's like, all right, good, take it out. <laughs> oh yeah, they could not care. The Chinese said, "Could you please shoot <laughs> please just down? shoot it down? <laughs> this is a waste." <laughs> okay, please. we can't take this anymore. All right. Well, we'll take full credit, I guess, or blame depending on how you look at it. All right. Well, uh, Patrick <laughs> brings up this story about spear fishermen getting harassed by sharks. It was an eight-year-old kid. Well, it'll happen to any spear fisherman. I mean, yeah, that's the thing. You know, when, when you're scuba diving or free diving, as this, this kid probably was doing, because most of the time when they're going for spear fishing, they're not on scuba. Uh, you just got to understand when you spear a fish, that's, when, that's like the dinner bell for any sharks in the area. And it's very common. There's so many videos. There's actually a, a I, I actually just watched one right before the show today, which was not this uh, eight-year-old you're talking about. It was another guy. But it was the same kind of scenario. He spears a tuna. He grabs hold of it. Uh, and he gets kind of tingled, tangled up at the line because he didn't get a kill shot on the uh, yellowfin tuna. And a couple sharks came up and started uh you know, biting the tuna and coming after him. And I mean, they do that they, because they, they yeah. look at you as a competitor for the fish and they know if they don't rush in quick and get that fish, they're not going to get it. It's ingrained in their DNA after yeah. millions of years, you know? So it, it happens, it happens in uh, Tampa Bay a lot. My dad was fishing over on the West coast of Florida about uh, five, six years ago mm-hmm. for tarpon. Right. And he had a tarpon almost to the boat and a hammerhead. 
hit that tarpon and took half of it. So yeah. all he got was the head and the gills. Right. You know? I mean, uh, they're, they're that's pretty part. amazing. To, <laughs> they they will yeah. come after the you. The least dangerous of the shark family. No, not, not true. Uh, they got teeth like <laughs> no. all the other sharks. Yeah, I know, they, Their mouth looks smaller than the other well, sharks. Well, that's, that's true. But, you know, but the, the reality is they won't bother you if as long as you're not wearing, like, a meat necklace or spearing fish and, you know, attaching them to your weight belt or something. Uh, you got to cancel meat, my order for a meat necklace. Yeah. <laughs> generally, you're, you're okay <laughs> in the ocean. Even Damn despite it. that, you know, this week it came out that, you know, Florida has seven of the dev- deadliest uh, beaches in the world or something some big press release came out about that it's, it's just hogwash yeah uh, beaches because, don't kill people people kill beaches well true yeah I don't people know, kill okay. beaches i don't know if that's <laughs> you ever I walk on a beach with all the cigarette butts and trash mike well yeah but then but their criteria for you know yeah. claiming these beaches were the deadliest was you know bs uh shark attacks which are mostly like surfers getting nipped in uh cloudy yes. water and then uh, hurricanes, which pff, I, I don't know. That's, a, that's not, that's not necessarily that. the beach's fault, you know. That it, yeah. Uh, and then uh, I forget there was one other third criteria, but I just thought it was kind of a nonsensical uh, rating system of how. I they think came the other one had this. to do with topless beaches and older gentlemen. Well, that would move you up. That make you heart attacks. That'd make, hey, wait well, a okay. Well, okay. Fifties and sixties. What are you talking about, dude? Yeah, Quite come on. Beaches. I'm in my fifties. That doesn't <laughs> hey, make me dude, old. Radical to the max. Hey? Oh boy, that All doesn't right. make me old. Yeah, so you know you can avoid the beaches. Just go out on your boat, and you'll be better off, I guess, according to that uh, press release. There's so much stuff going on. I mean, you know, and, and and there's stuff going up uh, up in the northeast too, Greg. Up in Vermont, mm-hmm. uh, where they they are debating the use of wake boats. Surprise, surprise. All right. Now, you've heard me get on my soapbox. Uh, I, I hate it when they have non-boat people write articles about boating. Okay. Because it just aggravates me how they get so much stuff wrong. Or they just they, they don't understand the terminology, so the article comes off sounding way worse than it should be. Um, in this uh, particular instance, they... Uh, they describe these uh, boats as typically high-powered water ski boats with large automotive engines. Incorrect. They do not have automotive engines in them. They are, those are not taken out of cars and put in boats. That is, that is incorrect. And then they put uh, the huge waves allow people behind the boat to surf, and they put surf in quotation marks. because. Well, I got news for you. That's what they're doing. They're surfing. Uh, without a rope or line connection. Now, the big issue up in Vermont, and one of the things they're looking at is the fact that you will only be able to put your boat in one body of water for the boating season. You will not be able to move it out of that body of water. And this is due to the internal... internal. I saw Mike's head snapped around. This yeah. has to do with the internal ballast systems in the boats, and they're worried oh, about... Those snails, the fish, the snails, whatever critters are being... The invasive in. species <clears throat> yeah. to get into those oh, systems okay. and then be transported into another body of water, and those are introduced. Mm-hmm. Well, that's so, where the Canadians come in. They 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 hide in those ballast tanks and invade in, and then <laughs> leave fish and porches and stuff like that. Forget uh, it. Okay. That's that's how <laughs> that, doesn't. I, how does that ball bounce? I, I, I don't, don't know. know how to follow uh, that one. I'm starting to wonder about Barry. <laughs> I don't. I think he still has some. 
uh, some symptoms of COVID from last week. The COVID you can tell by my <laughs> voice. Lingering <laughs> so, symptoms. Mike, when you're out on the water and you're in your yacht, um, and you're you're gonna you're up on the river somewhere, and you're gonna stay out for the night. Yes. How many anchors do you set? Uh, here, just one. Uh, I don't need to do the the spread. Um, the the coves we go to are fully protected, and we really don't swing. So, um, it, it, you know, we can. And it's a well, soft your lifestyle, bottom, so. notwithstanding. Um, <laughs> not that kind of swinging. I'm talking about swinging on the anchor. Line. Hey, remember on he the is weekend. Older. Yeah, he is older. Tell you, the hardest no, no, we, to happen. We, yeah, I don't really have to do do multiple uh, do multiple anchors where we are because the, the currents are always going in the same direction right and the coves that we go to we go to butcher's bend a lot is fully surrounded by tall trees and so you're good to go one all right so yep. what's your point then patrick well up in panama city uh there's a they said it's a small boat again it's not a small boat it's a it's fair size uh i'd call it a yacht got wedged underneath the fourth street bridge this past thursday mm-hmm. uh the boat was docked uh, at the Masalina Bayou, and, and I guess it wasn't like really, it, it couldn't have been docked. It had to have been moored is, I think, what they meant to say, because they had a single anchor set, and due to wind and or current, probably wind with the storms that came through, uh, it started dragging the anchor and got wedged under the bridge. It was probably a mm. nine-pound Walmart anchor. Yeah, no, or no, I don't even, th- I, I'm, I'm betting coffee can. <laughs> yeah, that could work too. You know, with, with cement. cement. Yes. Yeah. I have yeah. seen those. <laughs> so it's a I high class yacht. Those. Is oh, what you're okay. saying. Okay. <laughs> so the moral of that story is you should do too, unless you're well, very, very familiar with the area where you're planning to drop anchor. When, whenever I've gone out and I've stayed out like that, uh, two at a minimum, three, and even if I'm not, maybe I know I don't need it, but it gives me the chance to practice the skill of setting anchors off of three points and mm-hmm. holding the boat fast. And, and not even, getting wet. And even at that, it's not a guarantee, especially like where Mike is. Mike, I'm sure, has been up on, I know I've been coming, transiting the St. John's, and a storm rolls in, and it's just blowing you every way. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, you don't want to be swinging around when you're uh, especially hey, hey. sleeping. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like lifestyle out of it. Yeah, okay. <laughs> well, I want to know why Barry was getting wet, but that's that's another issue that I think we probably should leave alone episode. for now. All right, till next time. Remember, whether it's sail or motor, life, life is better, is better, better as a motor. Safe boating, everyone. World of Boating is brought to you by worldofboating.com, your internet portal for the boating enthusiast. Any of this getting through to you, son? World of Boating is a production of Overboard Entertainment Incorporated. Computer standing by. Remember, you can listen live or to archives of past shows worldwide over the internet at (gasps) worldofboating.com. Computers can do that? So tell a friend and come aboard every week for the World of Boating. This is so great. I can't wait. I'm getting goosebumps. Feel me. Feel me. The radio show devoted exclusively to the boating lifestyle. TTFN, ta-ta for now. The opinions you just heard on the world of boating are those of the hosts, callers, and guests. 
They are not necessarily those of any station or network, its management, or advertisers. What are you being such a weenie for? While on the water, your safety and the safety of many others depends on you. So boat smart and operate your vessel only after receiving the proper training and instruction for your area. There is a fine line between genius and madness. Have any questions or comments? Feel free to do so via the web at worldofboating.com.